Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch with Shale Magazine. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, a couple of great guests on tap today. We've got David Blackman coming up. Also, our energy expert. Our energy expert. And also, we've got a super special guest coming up later in the show. I couldn't agree with you more. The guests that we have had uh, as of lately are just absolutely phenomenal. And I love, you know, when we started the Oil Patch radio show, it was a uh, talking about energy and energy topics. We wanted to explore them more. But, you know, a year into this, we've really grown as a show in depth to where we don't just cover oil and gas. We cover policy issues, energy issues. We cover business issues and technology issues. We really do have a great handle on all the different things that affect our lives outside of energy and also including energy. Well, each and every week, you're going to hear about some of the oil and gas players. You're going to hear about local business in the state of Texas, and sometimes even nationally. Uh, technology is such a huge thing for this industry. The The technology has just, over the last 10 years, it's evolved into some really, really high-tech equipment and high-tech technology that's, that's getting the job done for us, and policy. Exactly. And you know, all of these topics are so important. We are not making the right policies in Washington, D.C. or even in Austin that affects our energy. And we've seen a lot of it. It does have an impact on all of us through job, job security, as well as the amount of taxes that we are are, are raising. So it's an important topic, Alvin. And I also agree with technology. You know, Oil and gas is the number one sector that creates the greatest technology coming out and in which everyone gets to utilize it. So I'll give you an example. In uh, Vegas, they have the Consumer Electronics Show. It's the largest show worldwide, bar none. It's an opportunity to actually show all the greatest technology that we're going to utilize or that we're utilizing in. Almost every single piece of that is coming out of the innovation coming out and the technology from the oil and gas industry. Think about that. And we want to be here giving everybody that information firsthand of different technologies that affect us all for the betterment, but they're coming out of the energy sector. And, you know, to steal a line from from our good friend David Porter, regulatory framework matters. Absolutely. And we want to talk about it here on the show each and every week. And with that, Kim, let's bring in our first guest. He's our resident oil and gas expert, David Blackman. Kim? And thank you, Alvin. And once again, this week, we welcome David Blackman, who is our energy and policy expert with DB Energy. David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Well, you know, we've had a very interesting week. Uh, we have actually um, had a carrier announce that um, it looks like they may not be going to Mexico after all. So tell me, uh, what do you think about uh, the prospect of them, and how do you think this whole thing will shake out with the announcement today from Carrier? Well, you know, I mean, it's a great thing. You know, anything, anytime uh, anyone can uh, save American jobs and keep them here in the United States, that's uh, a good thing for the country. It's, it's interesting that... Uh, you know, with with uh, a telephone conversation about uh, what he and uh, 
and Vice President Pence plan to do in terms of uh, business policy beginning next year. They were able to convince Carrier not to close that factory. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's what it really is is just another indication of why elections are so important because uh, you're just going to see a – it's going to be a very rapid and dramatic shift in federal government regulatory mm-hmm. act. And, and energy policy beginning January 20th of next year. And, uh, everybody better buckle the seatbelts because things are going to move very quick. Very interesting. Well, you know, I mean, the fact that, that you know, Donald Trump, who is the president-elect right now, and he's not even the president yet, can, uh, like you said, make that phone call and save a 1,000 jobs um, and, you know, we, we're starting to see things happen. And, and I just I remember when President Obama basically mocked Trump publicly and said, well, well how is he going to do this? Is he going to wave a magic wand or how is he going to save jobs here at Carrier? And it was actually them asking, how are you going to save jobs? It was a, an audience gentleman who was asking President Obama. And right. his response was just shocking. Uh, but to see as of today. Um, the carrier themselves make that announcement is uh, very telling that, you know, when you have a businessman who has a good business sense, uh, I think he does know how to create jobs. And um, and we're starting to see the very beginning of this. So it's exciting, uh, in my opinion, uh, as far as yeah, the creation of jobs. Yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, the difference is these are not the kind of jobs that President Obama has been interested in saving. I mean, right. The, the, the right answer to that mocking question is, well, you know, the first step in saving jobs is to try. And quite honestly, we have not seen these kinds of phone calls made during the Obama administration. Um, today, Trump is going to be speaking at the carrier plant. We haven't seen him, you know, Mr. Obama going around the country, talking to business leaders about what, you know, they think his priorities should be. There's been no consultation with his regulatory agencies during his administration, uh, no open door to business leaders to to talk to these regulators and, and help them try to understand the unintended consequences of what it is they've been doing. And and so the result has been there's been no effort from this administration to save jobs like this. And now you have a guy who's not even taken office yet already demonstrating that, yeah, this can be done, and it, it, it's not rocket science. You just have to start trying. And you have to start caring about the people in the United States and not so much on other countries. But I'm going to switch gears just a little bit because we also have a very uh, exciting announcement as well in the energy industry. And that was uh, uh, the announcement that OPEC will be cutting production uh, to the tune of 1.2 million barrels daily. And that has not happened uh, in what, when they basically opened the spigot, if, if you will, um, that was, what, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was basically done, just to recap, uh, we believe it was basically done to try to starve out the U.S. shell producers and drillers. And right. so two and a half years later, OPEC has blinked and has now agreed to 1.2 million barrels of a reduction. But my question is, first of all, what are your thoughts on that? And then how will we really monitor this happening? I mean, is there any possibility that this uh, is being said but not done? When do we see implementation of this occur? So yeah. what are your thoughts? 
Well, the devil's in, always in the details with deals like this, and particularly with a, a cartel like OPEC that involves uh, more than a dozen um, independent nations who have their own economic issues and priorities. And uh, uh, as you know, I've been very pessimistic that they'd even be able to get to this point, so bully for them. And, and uh, you know, it's a positive development for, for getting this far. I think it really shows how anxious uh, the Saudis in particular are to, you know, uh, get the price back up to the point where they're not just bleeding, uh, having to use up their sovereign wealth fund uh, um, so rapidly. And and um, and it's great. You know, in the short term, it's going to be very good for all prices. Price has gone up more than five dollars uh, yesterday and today. It will continue to go up through at least next Thursday, in all likelihood. Uh, next Thursday is the second part of this deal that needs to get done, and that's when uh, some of the OPEC nations will be meeting with the Russians and a few other countries to talk about uh, what the non-OPEC countries are willing to do, uh, uh, what OPEC wants to see, particularly Iran and Iraq, before they fully sign off on this deal, as the non-OPEC nations agree to cut by 600,000 barrels a day, and the Russians have already said they're willing to do half of that. So, um I think there's reason to be optimistic that second part of the deal will get done. And then uh, come January, um, assuming everything holds together, then uh, these new production limitations will go in. And it will take, in total, uh, if everything goes right, 1.8 million barrels of oil per day off of the market, which is just about what the, the surplus was throughout the month of October. So, uh, you know, you could have a quick rebalancing of the oil market if everybody does what they're promising to do. So it's, it's, it's a very positive sign. Well, that does sound excellent. Now, do you believe and feel that the biggest winners in this, of course, we, you know, I believe is the U.S. shell producers, but if all this comes to fruition, oh, sure. is Texas producers the biggest winner of them all? Yeah, Texas is a huge winner because half the active drilling rigs in the country are here in Texas. And, uh, you know, the price, uh, if it gets above 50 and stays there into the new year, then you're going to see quite a few more drilling rigs be, be activated and begin drilling. And um, and so that, that creates, of course, the catch to all of this. How rapidly will U.S. producers uh, increase overall U.S. production in response to this deal? We've, we've already seen over the last four months more than or almost 200 additional drilling rigs come online, and that has... Uh, increased overall U.S. production by about 260,000 barrels of oil per day just in those four months. And so I think that it's very likely you can see that much more come online pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, that's a fraction of 1.8 million. And as long as, you know, the rate of increase here in the U.S. doesn't uh, outstrip the rate of increase in demand globally, then there's room for more drilling activity, more job creation, more economic development money flowing across the country, and, and particularly here in Texas uh, in, the, in the coming years. So this is a, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but I don't want to understate it either. This is a very optimistic development for those of us, uh, you know, with a stake and an interest in the domestic industry here in the United States. Uh, I agree with you. I think, though, that we all have a vested interest in this because oil and gas, um, while it 
does provide high paying jobs and a lot of jobs when times are good, they're really good. The runoff into every other business sector that's out there also benefits as well from hotel, restaurant, food, um, you name it. And um, and so we're all in this together. It's a great time. And um, I agree with you. Uh, Let's hope that uh, we are back on track or well on our way. David, once again, thank you for coming and joining us this week and talking to us a little bit about politics and energy. And we look forward to having you next week back on the show. Hey, thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's been very enjoyable. Thank you. Kim, always great to have David Blackman on. What a great expert to have access to. And and with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with Kim Bellotto, broadcasting from Shale Studios, and we'll be right back. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that will keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto, and we're broadcasting from the beautiful Shale Studios. Kim. Well, thank you, Alvin. Today, we have a special guest, Alex Sharfin, who is the CEO and founder of Sharfin. Alex, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, I want to start off by just kind of understanding a little bit about how uh, you created this company and what is the mission of your company? What do you basically do? I, I know what you do, but I want our listeners to know the wonderful things that you do. Sure. So, um, you know, we we started this organization in 2007 and we coach and train entrepreneurs to build businesses around who they are. So to grow and scale businesses a lot faster than they can on their own. And so can you tell me a little bit about like how you do that or maybe some of the companies that you've been working with in the past to help them to help our listeners understand the type of ideal companies? Are these like small companies Are these Fortune 500 companies? Are they everything in between? So, Kim, it's, we, we work with a large range of organizations, but most of our clients are small to medium-sized businesses that are entrepreneur-driven, that um, you know, are, are in the – on the very low end, we work with some startups, but most of the companies that we work with are somewhere from the $1 million to $50 million range. And the, the processes and systems to grow and scale businesses are very consistent. And so we work with organizations, regardless of what size they are, on the, the, the proprietary systems that allow you to grow and scale businesses. Because the difference between a company that goes from 1 million and ends up at 10 million and the company that goes from 1 million and ends up at 100 million is the strength of the communication systems. And we help organizations build those systems. We help CEOs build those systems so that they can grow. Awesome. And you, your company has actually uh, been seen on like Inc. 500 and CNBC and Fox News, Money, uh, the Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post. So you've gotten a lot of publicity as far as doing uh, a great job and getting a lot of media attention. So your job is to kind of navigate and help companies get through um, or, you know, start up and, and scale up, like you said, but you also do, a, you also give a lot of advice. And I'm just curious, what type of advice um, can you give our oil and gas folks to sur- 
you know, to survive and thrive in this kind of environment since you give a lot of advice to companies? You know, I think, Kim, when, when you're in any industry that's experiencing turmoil, you know, I, I think I, this, is, this is kind of my specialty. My whole career, so my career as a consultant has never been getting the phone call to go in and help the company where everything's going well. Uh, you know, I was never, I was never hired because, you know, because an industry was doing okay. You know, I was, I was brought in to help make adjustments, clean up messes, take advantage of opportunities, which usually meant fix a big, huge problem. And when in any industry where the tide is already going in that direction, the easiest thing to do for any entrepreneur is to lean in and say, Hey, I'm part of this this wave, this industry, this problem that's happening, this challenge that's going on. And in my experience, the entrepreneurs who don't lean in, who look for opportunities, who swim contrary to the tide are the ones who grow regardless of market conditions. And I think that, you know, right now in oil and gas, there's, there are a lot of people who are still finding opportunity and when the rest of the market kind of succumbs to, hey, this is what's happening, oftentimes that's where the enterprising entrepreneur can find something disruptive to start taking advantage of. Very interesting. And, and how did you, just out of curiosity, how did you, were you always a consultant in businesses or how did you get the idea to come up with um, being a consultant for these companies and helping companies. So Kim, when I was, when I was uh, 21 years old, I had sold a couple businesses in my teens. I was one of those kids who always was, was, you know, who, who did a lot and it sounds more impressive than it is. I didn't sell them for a lot of money, but, uh, I moved across the country. I was working on a buyout of one of the companies that I had sold. It was supposed to be in a company for 12 months. I made it eight months as an employee, a friend of mine that was in Florida at the time. Um, was going to interview for a uh, long-term consulting arrangement for Fuji Media in Florida. And I went and interviewed with him. So when I was 21 years old, we, I ended up with the first, first account I ever had as a consulting, a consulting client was Fuji Media. My second one was SanDisk. My third one was Fuji Digital. And so I, I started at a very young age working with multinational brands helping them roll out, grow divisions, grow product lines, expand territories. And over the course of my career, I worked with Fuji, um, Memorex, uh, Microsoft, Belkin, uh, Bose, Monster Cable, huge brands. And I did business with companies like Office Max, Office Depot, uh, Home Shopping Network, Radio Shack, Walmart. And so I, I got a very good understanding of what it takes to grow business in a very high-pressure industry in computer and consumer electronics. So when I left, when I met my wife when I was 31, I, uh, or 30, I left that industry. I, I sold my company. It took a couple of years. I stopped consulting. I went into semi-retirement. I ended up, uh, my wife and I, retirement didn't look like retiring. We ended up buying a ton of real estate. And in 2007, our lives imploded. We ended up going bankrupt. And um, we owned a ton of Florida real estate. And the market, you know, after two years of hurricanes, and then the implosion of the Florida real estate market, we ended up, um, you know, in a situation I never thought I would be in. And our properties in a nine-month period lost about 60% of their value. We actually, we actually had millions in equity. And because of the dramatic swing of the market, we lost all of it. We, um, 
to give you an uh, idea, Kim, a lot of people don't realize just how bad it was in Florida, but we had properties that were worth 160 to $180,000. The lowest price one of those sold for was 15500 Wow. So 90% loss in value. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. And so what happened was out of, out of that is we built this company. We, in 2007, um, we started getting a lot of, uh, you know, we, we started to, we saw an opportunity to go help people out of that market. We started training in the real estate industry. We re- released the single most successful uh, designation in the history of real estate. We trained about 50,000 agents during the foreclosure crisis. And then out of that, we started training them how to grow and scale businesses. And since then, we've had hundreds of entrepreneurial clients who have joined us prior to being multi-million dollars and have grown multi-million dollar businesses. Well, I mean, I think that when you go through as an, you know, obviously you're an entrepreneur and that's part of the whole thing of being an entrepreneur is you sometimes will get into a situation where you're not, um, uh, you, you get into a business and it does fall apart for different reasons. It could be the market, it could be something completely out of the entrepreneur's hands, but to, you know, dust yourself off, get back up, get back on that horse and keep going and help other people as well. I want to take a break and come back and talk a little bit about where do you see the oil industry going with the stress that's on them right now. And you are listening to In the Oil Patch, and we will be right back. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is the president and founder of Sharfen. Give me some advice of what you would, um, you know, recommend for these companies. What are they missing? What are, what are we missing when uh, we look and see why are these things happening and why is there such a lack of communication to the public on the good and the bad? We only seem to always hear one side. So what would you recommend the energy industry companies are not doing right that you see? Well, Kim, I think, you know, that's, that is probably the hardest question to answer in the energy industry, because if there was ever an industry that was misunderstood or judged or vilified without really any type of secondary voice, it's the energy industry. You know, when you think of who, who is the big advocate for who, um, you know, who, who's the person who's, who's supporting and advocating for it, it's it's hard. People are afraid to to even talk about this because it be, it becomes such a lightning rod, and you know w- because people don't don't agree with one part of what's going on, they tend to vilify everything, the entire industry. And the fact is, it, there's not a protester anywhere who's not using some type of service from the energy industry somewhere. True. And so I think you know one of the biggest challenges in an industry where there is a lot of turmoil, where there is a lot of judgment, where there is a lot of um, public concern is what's the level of transparency with which people are being communicated with? What is the long-term plan? What is the, the, you know, the, the outcome that is being shared? Because in a lot of cases, the, you know, there, there is a lack of transparency. There's a lack of understanding. There's a lack of clear communications. There's a lack of, of sharing the intent of what's really going on. And unfortunately in today's day and age, uh, Energy is an easy target. You know, people see oil spills that last for weeks in the middle of a Gulf, and that, that takes years and years and years to go away. And I think that, you know, the more transparent, the more um, out in the open, the more 
accepting of criticism and, you know, willing to answer to criticisms that companies are, the better things will go. That's how it is in any industry. Are there, in your expertise, are there any certain set of guidelines, rules that companies typically tend to go by that they tend to do better because they, you know, you, you talk about this model that you can upscale and they're all kind of apply to the same thing. So what are some examples that you can give us that help uh, us understand what are some of the model characteristics that a business would want to go with? You know, Kim, the most important thing in any business, especially one that's in a really conflicted industry or one that's in an industry under attack like energy is that within that business, there is an incredibly high level of congruency. I don't care if it's a five-person firm out of Houston or a 5,000-person firm out of Dallas. It doesn't matter. What is the level of communication within the firm, alignment within the firm, and congruency within the firm? Because when you are fighting a market and an industry and politicians and, and public opinions, and let's be honest, it's a lot sexier not to support energy than it is to support energy. And so when you're fighting all of that, you know, it's difficult to find alliances and it's difficult to find allies. But what every company has is the internal team of that organization. And, you know, there's a reason that the quote, never doubt that a small group of individuals can change the world for their, for that's the only thing it ever has. There's a reason why people use that all of the time, because a small company with an incredibly high level of forward-looking alignment that understands where they're going, why they're going there, the effect they're going to have, and the outcome they're going to create in the world can survive any challenging industry. And so what I've, one, of, one of the things I've been able to do throughout my career is go into horrible situations like launching a business in the middle of bankruptcy and the greatest recession we've had in you know, a, a, a century. And or maybe, yeah, maybe a century, but it was, it was the greatest recession we've had in our lifetime and, and build, you know, the 21st fastest growing company in the U S is because when we look at, um, any industry, it's how, how aligned is your team? And Kim, that's, that's a place where so many CEOs, so many boards, so many executive teams look outward and say, how do we fix the problem out here? Where if there was more focus on internal communication, building the alliances within the organization and really going out and taking on the market, there'd be a huge change. Well, Alex, we do have to take a real quick break. We'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Amerijet's global cargo network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. With over 40 years of experience in the energy industry, we will help drive your excellent performance. Shipping general cargo, oversized, heavy lift, hazardous material, or mission-critical cargo? Amerijet is your full-service logistics provider, offering air charter, airport-to-airport, cross-border trucking, and express shipping. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S. with more than 625 destinations worldwide. We provide global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Your company will benefit from compliance with the highest safety and environmental standards, 24-7 security and surveillance, and online tracking. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. For the best in customer satisfaction, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 281-617-2187 or visit us at Amerijet.com. Once again, that's 281-617-2187 or visit us at Amerijet.com. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Alex Sharfin, the CEO and founder of Sharfin. 
Alex, before the break, we were talking a little bit about what makes a successful business. I want to give our listeners an opportunity to really understand the benefit of how um, your company helps other companies. Sure. Yeah. Alex Epstein's a, he's an amazing um, client of ours. He's, he may be one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. And I've met a lot of entrepreneurs and he's, um, he's super fascinating. And so he, he runs the center for industrial progress, I yes. think. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the, like you said, the, the book, the, the moral case for fossil fuels and his organization is exploding because he's gotten so much attention. Um, he writes a, a very clear, very opinionated narrative that a lot of people respect. And so he has additional speaking opportunities, additional publicity opportunities. And, you know, for someone who has the potential of somebody like Alex, being a one-man show, like most speakers are, booking your own gigs, booking your own flights, doing everything yourself, having doing your own PR, meeting with your publishers, that would kill you. And it makes you, um, you know, it takes away creativity and it takes away time. So we're working with him on building out a team, building an organization around him, creating um, you know a, a a a process through which he grows his business and increases his influence and his affluence. You know, we we as an organization help entrepreneurs grow their businesses um, without feeling the pain of business growth. Because here's the challenge for most entrepreneurs, and Alex was going through this when he came to us. The majority of entrepreneurs know that if they grow their business, it gets more difficult on a daily basis. In fact, I I share with with people who run companies, if your days are getting tactically harder, you're building a house of cards. And to interpret that, you know, quite literally, if if things are getting harder for you every day, that is a destructive pattern that for entrepreneurs does not get better. So rather than build the house of cards, what we want is we want your days to get tactically easier so you have more creativity, more energy, more vulnerability with which to show up in the world, more energy with which to ask for what you really need to grow that business, grow the outcome. And that's exactly what we're working on with Alex. So is there, um, that's very interesting. I, I want to continue on this line when we're talking about companies. So are there any companies, in your opinion, that don't necessarily need, um, are there companies that possibly think we don't necessarily need to be more of a PR company machine going out there. We need to be more, uh, we need to be spending more on advertising versus PR. What are the differences between those? And what are your thoughts on uh, these smaller companies, which, which comes first, which is the most important? You know, Kim, on a question like advertising versus PR, it is so company specific. Here's what we do. We help organizations Um, look at, you know, what is the situation that they're in today and start making decisions as a team and start um, understanding how to create momentum as an organization. So like as an example with Alex's group, you know, you you could roll the dice and say, should we spend money on PR or spend money on marketing or where where do we put the cash? But through a forward-looking system, like I was talking about before, if a small company wants to do really well in a disrupted or in a challenging environment, the better they communicate, the better that they'll do. And so with Alex, you know, we, we are, we're, we're creating a communication system with him in his organization. If any other company does that, if you, your team's talking to each other, you know where you're going, you understand what the destination is and the steps to get there. Here's what happens. Whether you go, you know, in the direction of PR or marketing or spending money on sales or buying, whatever it is, when you have an aligned organization, 
you'll be adaptable, move forward, and create new outcomes. I think one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs in an industry like oil and gas is that when it's precarious, when it changes, when you're asking who moved my cheese, you often forget to ask the people closest to you for help. And it happens in this industry. It happens in every industry. When things get hard, entrepreneurs isolate. We pull back. We, we turn to ourselves and we stop asking for help. And so, you know, I think regardless of what direction you go, whether it's PR or marketing, it's, you know, what's the best decision for the team and is the team aligned and communicating? I want for us to get into a conversation about pricing because uh, smaller businesses, you know, they struggle so much with what comes first. Is it like we talked about the advertising, the PR, is it equipment, is it employees? And a lot of times just hiring somebody to come in and look at their model and giving them uh, the, the second look over, if you will, and say, you know, I kind of think about this and I think about that and you might want to think about this and you might want to think about that. Um, it sometimes helps immensely to reassure the business owner, the, the uh, entrepreneur that they're on the right path. Uh, when we come back from break, I want to get into what type of pricing structures are, uh, does Sharfin offer for the entrepreneur. And so you are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show and we'll be right back. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day -day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me. A Bailey at KaligAuto.com. That's A Bailey, B A I L E Y, at Kalig, K A H L I G, Auto, A U T O.com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. Hi, I'm Rita Stitch, Chairman of the Let's Rodeo Ball Committee. I would like to invite you to the upcoming Let's Rodeo Ball. This fundraising event will benefit the San Antonio Livestock Exposition, Inc. Scholarship Fund and will take place on January 21st, 2017 from 6.30 to 11.30 p.m. at the Joe and Harry Freeman Coliseum in beautiful downtown San Antonio. Our entertainment will be provided by country superstars Gary Allen, Neil McCoy, and up-and-coming country artist Brett Mullins. Tickets and sponsorships are available and include dinner and open bar. So get your tickets now. Please call 210-225-5851 or visit sarodeo.com and click on the Let's Rodeo Ball picture. We hope to see you there. 
Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Field Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired to the time they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, Trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your employees' health care needs. Health care that comes to you. Call 1-866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest, Alex Sharfin, is founder and CEO of Sharfin. Alex, before the break, we were talking about pricing and price structure, you know, um, a lot of companies are startups um, and you're helping them or they are limited in uh, what they are projecting they can spend by uh, what's coming in. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about price structure for your organization and your company. Um, is there a model in which businesses should look and say, I have this much money, so therefore I can look at a consulting? Is it something that they really need to put in immediately? And what are the starting ranges for consulting companies like Sharpen? Well, you know, we're, we're kind of unique, Kim. We don't, I don't know that there's really another organization like us out there. We focus exclusively on helping entrepreneurial organizations grow and scale. And so, we might compete with um, a McKinsey in some deals, or we might compete with Deloitte in some deals. But, you know, the reality is, is we're working with the entrepreneurial organizations that don't really get at- enough attention from those companies. You know, you, you spend enough money to get the contract, but you don't really get anything out of it. And we work with organizations of all ranges. We, we have a product that is for the entry-level entrepreneur. It's totally self-administrated. Self, um, it's $900 a year, $75 a month. Um, then we have products that range uh, $3,000 a year for kind of the more developed small business that is still self-administrated. And then with our team's input at $9,000 and $30,000 a year. And then at the high end, I coach organizations starting at $90,000 a year. And, you know, that is, that's for us to come in and help them create communication systems with the business. And we've been helping companies do this for over 20 years, but communicate, build the communication systems in the business so that they can take advantage of growth and scale and allow the entrepreneur to have it, their days get tactically easier while the team grows and the company grows. And so regardless of, of how big an organization is, they should come and check us out. In fact, we wrote a book about the entrepreneurial personality type. And if you go to my last name, sharfin.com forward slash free book, we have, um, you can download a free copy and understand kind of how we work with entrepreneurs and how we understand entre- how entrepreneurs think better than anybody else. And so regardless of how long, large the organization today, we have clients that are anywhere from literally startups with no revenue up to over $50 million. That's very interesting. So really anyone can take advantage of getting a second opinion, having a consulting coach that's very experienced and also 
extremely successful, kind of pat them on the back and show them the right way um, or give them other ideas that they maybe have not thought about. Very, very interesting. And you know, you are right. There aren't a lot of companies out there, Alex, that really have the ability to do this. Uh, the smaller companies tend to fall in an area where you're just too small to service. We're looking for the really, really big dollar companies. And um, of course, these consulting companies um, are um, looking for those type of, uh, or you know, these large uh, consulting companies, I'm not saying you're not, but I'm just saying that it's very hard to find consulting companies that want to work with the entrepreneur that's just starting off. And, and that's a great thing to have, especially right now with there's so many businesses, there's so much technology out there that um, it's hard for an entrepreneur to keep up with all of the different trends and all the different things that are coming out, especially if they are really trying to work in one area that they know what they are doing in their business. And then you look at this global world that's going on. It is nice to have someone that has some expertise in different areas, help them through the process of startup and scaling up and get on their way all the way up to the large ones. So you kind of are wanting to grow with the smaller ones all the way up to the very, very large ones, which you have as well. Now, I noticed that you write for a couple of um, media sources. Shell Magazine is one of them. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the other uh, media companies that you write for as well, and where can our listeners find you besides, of course, Shell Magazine? Sure. No, we're really proud to, to, uh, to work with Shale. Um, I also publish on Huffington Post and uh, Success Magazine. In fact, if anyone wants to do a search on the habits of self-made billionaires, we wrote an article called The Ten Habits of Self-Made Billionaires. It's been shared almost 100,000 times on Success Magazine. I think it's at 85,000 today. And, um, you know, my team and I, Kim, have written for dozens of publications, newspapers, um, been on, uh, you know, a bunch of different television shows, both locally, nationally, even internationally. And, um, you know, I think that those, those two places are where you can find our most recent is Success and Huffington Post. Well, you've really piqued my interest, too, because I would like to know what are the characteristics of billionaires. We've interviewed a couple of <laughs> covers of Shell Magazine and um, their billionaires, and I've noticed that they are definitely unique individuals. Um, but I am curious to see what that um, what it says about the billionaires. So, Alex, if any of our listeners want to know more information about how to reach you, your company, can you give us your website or your phone number? Absolutely. It's 800 800- Four eight two zero three three five, and we have people who can answer any questions about our program. And our website is sharfen.com, C-H-A-R-F as in Frank, E-N.com. If you add a forward slash to that free book, F-R-E-E-B-O-O-K, you can download the entrepreneurial personality type. It takes about 90 minutes to read, and most entrepreneurs say it tells them more about themselves than anyone ever has. And, you know, Alex, for our listeners, if they didn't get an opportunity to write down your website, they can always go to Shell Magazine on the podcast and it'll link straight to your website as well. Um, so we really do want to thank you for being a guest on the show. Look forward to having you back on and look forward to your next article in Shell Magazine. Thank you. I look forward to coming back, Kim. Thanks again, Alex, for joining us on the show and talking to us about business and business sense. And congratulations, because you are actually going to be the topic of discussion for our trivia question. Please email your response to radio at shellmag.com. The first correct email to 
radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, is the winner of a fabulous $75 gift certificate to Fogo the Chow, one of the best brilliant steakhouses in the United States. If you haven't checked it out, you need to. The trivia question is, what is the title of Alex Sharpen's most recent article in Shell Magazine? The first correct email to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, is the winner of a fabulous $75 gift certificate to Fogo the Chow, one of the best brilliant steakhouses in the United States. If you haven't checked it out, you need to. Once again, what is the title of Alex Sharpen's latest article in Shell Magazine? Kim, that's about going to be a wrap for this week. Be sure and like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash in the oil patch radio show at Shale Mag on Twitter. And until next week, adios. adios. In the oil patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.